This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. Welcome to another edition here of Reinvention Radio. Steve Olsher hanging out with the lovely Mary Goodley. Hello, Mary Goodley. Hello, Steve. Richie Oche. What's up, Mama? Hey, how's it going? White Wade's holding it down in the studio. Kelly's got it under control back at headquarters. And I always like when the band is back together. See, this is good. We're all back together. I don't even remember the last time. It's been at least two weeks. But whenever it's at least two weeks, it feels like it's been a months. It feels like it's been a lifetime. So I'm happy you guys are all here, hanging out, getting ready for the holidays. And are, are we doing anything fun for the holidays? Are you going anywhere? Are you doing anything? After the holidays, Dave wants to go on a road trip. Dave would be a smart man. He wants to get out of town. He's a smart man. Yes, yeah, so he, he wants always to wants go to go on a road trip. Totally. If he could get away every other week, he would. <laughs> but he wants to go cold places. I'm like, no. Oh, that makes no sense at all. No. Although I guess you could go and visit yeah, and then come back. So, yeah. You guys go to Mexico, too. Richard, you... Uh, <laughs> it's just cold now, so he wants to ski, probably. Well, right. Are you going anywhere? Are you doing anything? Holidays? Uh, yes. Not specifically for the holidays, though. Um, nephews in town got drafted by the Sharks. Oh, really? So That's fun. There. Sharks so, would be a hockey team for those who are wondering. Really? That's sweet. Where? Man. Nice. San Jose. San Jose. I knew that. San Jose so Sharks. We'll awesome. Maybe go, to, on that. maybe go to San Fran real quick or something. But yeah. yeah. So it'll be good. Family's flying in from Denmark, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Really? Wow. Wow, yeah. that'll be awesome, man. Very cool. Congrats to him on that. Then yeah. uh, when they come into town, of course, they're not going to play anybody because we don't have any professional hockey teams here. So we'll have to go up to L.A. to well, see that's, your Well, that's uh, the part that was play. funny is um, the dad actually played for the goals 21 years ago. That's oh, how really? Trisha's sister met him. Wow. That's and then cool. they had little three little hockey kids, and 21 years later, one of them's going pro. Yeah, how That's sweet is that? Cool. Speaking what of going pro, you? I'm oh. not doing a dance. Well, no, I am. I'm going back to Chicago in the winter. Yeah, I know. There's like, there's no reason. There's, I mean, look, I love Chicago. Six months out of the year, best place on the planet. December 22nd ish, not the best place on the planet. So, <laughs> um, no, I'm just not excited. But yeah, going back and. Um, yeah, I'm How gonna long? get out of there. Just well, I'm for gonna, the wife uh, and the well, kids. You know, we got wives, families, her family's out there, and so on. So, and kids like the family still. I don't know why they still like them, but they still like our family, and they <laughs> want to see them and, and whatnot. So, we'll bring them out there. We'll hang out, and then I'll get back here just as quickly as I mm-hmm. possibly can. So, all right. Speaking of going pro, lots going on uh, in the world that we'll be discussing on uh, a couple up. Coming episodes here of Reinvention Radio, uh, and it'll be a lot of fun because we're actually going to do um, a couple of sound offs that we haven't done for for quite some time. We've been digging deep into interview land, and today's show will be no exception to that because we're going to be interviewing uh, the one and only Tom Antion. and that'll be really really interesting to talk about old school as far as the world of uh, internet marketing goes. Uh, nobody is better than Tom in, in in that regard. So I'm very 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 excited to have Tom on. Uh, so we'll talk about him in a second, but then then uh, other upcoming shows. We're going to be doing, uh, for a change, we're going to do another Soulful Sunday. We're going to do a sound off. We're going to do a What Is Your What Wednesday. We're going to bring back some of the uh, the oldies but goodies that you guys have been asking for. And uh, and so we're going to record some of those for you as well here as we move into the new year. And, uh, and super excited to do that. So here's what I want to do. I want to make sure that we have ample time to chat with our guest today uh, because this is this is a gentleman that I've had a lot of respect for. Uh, for many, many years. Matter of fact, uh, I remember when I first jumped into this whole, what I call, what I now call the soap space, 
which is the space of the speaker, online marketer, author, podcaster, the soap space. That's what oh, I call it. Oh, aren't uh-huh. you clever? Uh-huh. Well, I used to call it the cash space, which was the coaches, authors, speakers, and holistic practitioners. Yeah. Uh, but now I call it the, uh, the soap space. So, uh, again, speakers, online marketers, authors, podcasters. We're all, we're all soap stars. That's, uh, that's our hope. That's our plan. But uh, way, 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 way back when, when I first jumped into this world, I went to an event called Author 101, uh, which is uh, kind of an old school event that was put on by Rick, Rick Frischman. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's where I first actually saw Brian Burchard way, way, way back when. But, uh, but a guy that stuck out and, and that I'd seen, I'd gone a couple of times, and so there are lots of speakers that come to that event. But one of the guys that really stuck out for me that I remembered uh, and I still remember the presentation this, to this day, just lots of funny stuff around everything that's going on on the Internet and so on, uh, was Tom Antion. So um, I, I will say that I have been online for a long time, as most of you know. Uh, Tom has been online for uh, almost an equally uh, long period of time, so this should be a really interesting discussion around reinventing Internet marketing. So, wait, let's uh, let's bring up Tom. Tom, how you doing, brother? Hey, I'm great. And uh, At least you didn't call it the, the dope. Uh, instead of the soap. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what well, would be the D then? We got to come up with a D. We'll come up with something more creative around that. So, yeah, yeah man. So it's it's interesting. I mean, you talk about sort of the personification, really, of uh, of a lifelong entrepreneur. I mean, you've been even long before the internet stuff came came about for you. I mean, you you've been doing entrepreneurial things for for a long time. I didn't even know that you owned uh, a club and and got into to that whole world. So you and I both have that in common. So, Tom, for, for a lot of folks who don't know you, let, let's kind of go way back before we jump into the present-day work and a lot of what you're doing around Internet marketing and so on. But uh, just I, I want people to understand kind of where you came from uh, and, the, and the fact that you survived getting shot at on numerous occasions and uh, decided that wasn't the life for me uh, and, and got into this whole world. So you were, you were a, a football player, right? Yeah, yeah, back uh, back before they had face masks, you know. In the no, you home. weren't. Get out of here. You are not that old. Come on, but, man. Uh, but, hey, you know that that uh, nightclub stuff that definitely qualifies for dope. <laughs> I, was, I was in gunfights and knife fights, but yeah, I went to uh, college on a football scholarship, top twenty school, and um, I, I started the business right in college formally. But I have been since ten years old. I think like you, always doing. Uh, you know, entrepreneurial stuff. Mm-hmm. I was cleaning the insulation off of copper and taking it into the junkyard for really? 30 cents a pound and back in the, the day. And mm-hmm. I sold my first first used car when I was 15 years old and I, I didn't have a driver's license. Oh, man. So it's always <laughs> wired as the entrepreneur. Yeah, it's always. Yeah. My dad came from uh, Syria on a cattle boat when he was three years old and he, he was very entrepreneurial. He put the first electric light bulb in Carne- Carnegie, Pennsylvania. And uh, he had his uh, <laughs> electrical contracting firm at 13 years old. Wow. And so, uh, yeah, so they're actually doing a documentary about uh, him coming over and making me into an entrepreneur. It's called The American Entrepreneur. It'll be coming out next year. Well, that's fine. So, yeah, it's, it's only, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, they say uh, an entrepreneur will work uh, 18 hours a day to get out of working eight hours a day for right. somebody so else. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, uh, so wait, so, hey, uh, so you played football, so you got you were like full ride scholarship. Were we talking like O line? Like, I mean, because you're you're what are you like six two, six three? I mean, you're kind yeah, of. Yeah, I was. Uh, I mean, I was. I played dude. at six two, uh, two hundred and 
255. Yeah. And I played offensive guard, uh, starting our offensive guard for a couple of years at uh, West by God, Virginia. Yeah, today's 6'2". 6'2", 255. That'll qualify you to be a punter today, man. Or a kicker, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it was uh, it was a different world back then. But still, anybody could kill you at those times. And we had guys six foot nine, three hundred and thirty pounds that could run four nine forties. Mm. I mean, so it was a, a dangerous world back then. In fact, that's what I I proposed for, for the show is a, is reinventing danger because <laughs> <laughs> uh, between yeah. that and the nightclub, I was lucky to get out alive. Yeah, what what turned you on though to to this whole world of online marketing? Where when did all that start? Well, that started uh, just about, like I said, you you were on, I think, CompuServe in 93. And I was yeah. on those services, but I wasn't selling anything. I was just interested in it. But, mm-hmm. but you know, I had already been a successful speaker, and I was uh, selling cassette tapes at the time and books and things like that. And and when I, uh, it was hard enough to sell your stuff across the street, right? and let alone right. around the world from your desktop. So when I saw this coming along, I said, my God, I got to figure this out. Um and from 94 to 96, I mean, it had a website even before the Wayback Machine. Those of you that know what that is, it kind of chronicles uh, websites way back to, I think, 96 it started. So mm-hmm. I had a, a website then. But in those days, it took over a year to get my book cover on my website. That's insane. <laughs> One pixel at a time. Exactly. Yeah. It was no, <laughs> there was no uh, Microsoft front page emerged in 97. And that really opened the world up for people to not have to depend on, you know, programmers to get a website up. Mm-hmm. And so, but when I saw this coming, I said, I got to figure this out. So, but I didn't make a nickel from 94 to 96, tried everything under the sun. And then in 96, I got uh, training from uh, the deceased Corey Rudel, which was, he was kind of the 30 year old grandfather of, of internet marketing. And uh, as soon as I got good training from him, I started making money. And, uh, yeah, it was a shame. He was in a, well, he Wasn't was he in a, a tragic yeah, he was in a car, car crash yeah. right in, in San Diego. I think you're all yeah. are, are over there now. Yeah. He was, uh, he was a racing fan and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, oh, it just shook, it just rocked the world, uh, the, or the internet world. For I sure totally he remember that. He Tom. was just brilliant. I mean, so wait, wait, uh, I, gotta let, go, I gotta go back two steps though. So what, when you said you were out there speaking, when you said they were out there, you were out there like selling tapes and this, that, and the other, did you just jump from the bar to, to doing motivational speaking or what the hell? Like, how did you, what was oh, that transition? No, there was an interim, there was an interim step because, you know, in the nightclub I had, I took, you know, the dope part comes in when I took over a biker bar and decided I was going to clean it up into a nice family nightclub Ooh. and restaurant. And then, I don't know. Happen. Call me crazy. They didn't like that for some reason. <laughs> and so I was in two gunfights, knife fights, over a hundred violent encounters. They blew up my car with shotgun blasts. They burnt down my billboards. <laughs> you know, so, uh, so when I got out of that, I'm thinking, you know what? I'm lucky to get out of here alive. Whatever I do next, I'm going to do something that I enjoy and that everybody that is my my clients will enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm watching candid camera around 19. Uh, this would have been 80, 86. Um, and I thought, you know, everybody loves candid camera, but nobody can really participate in it unless they happen to get caught by the camera and live in California. Mm -hmm. So I was doodling and I doodled this little devil sticking his tongue out at you, which is now my federally registered trademark for a company I started called prank masters. We custom designed practical jokes. 
And this was long before Punked and Jackass and all those things uh, mm-hmm. hit, hit mm-hmm. on television. Mm-hmm. And we did over 4,000 custom-designed practical jokes in and around Washington, D.C. I moved to D.C. I knew I had to have a big city for this. I did over 1,000 comic performances myself, where that's where I kind of got my uh, comic timing. And it was pretty much professional-level co- uh, comic uh, for six years. And then I always thought there was something bigger. And so that's when I got into the speaking business after after that. Mm-hmm. And what were you? so what were you speaking about, though? Well, you know, I had a lot of business experience because of all the businesses I had had. I'd, I'd owned five apartment buildings and a hotel before I graduated from college. Really? So, uh, yeah. Insane. And then and then all starting with nothing. I read a book uh, by I think it was William Nickerson long before the no money down craze was around. And uh, and uh, I think it was how you turn a thousand dollars into a million dollars in real estate. And I said, well, hey, what do I have to lose? I don't even have a couch to repossess. So so mm-hmm. so I, I did it. I ended up getting a hotel out of it. It uh, was the final property I had. And then uh, and, uh, you know, so it's uh, it's always been. <laughs> You know, figure out a way to make the money, and uh, and not work for somebody else. You can almost and my resume kind of looks like BS. I've done so darn many things, mm-hmm. but I, what I tell people, and my podcast is called "Screw the Commute," because I never, if if, if you're not wasting your time uh, on the road making everybody else rich, you can live two or three extra lives without being schizophrenic. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, so this is a lot of what you were teaching then. So you were trying to help. Well, yeah. So, so I did business in the early nineties, humor in the workplace was, uh, was a big topic. And that was perfect for me because I I was a professional level comic, but I also had business experience. So Mm -hmm. that's how I transitioned. And then, then, um, you know, my dad taught me to really pursue excellence all the time. And I, I had done lots of parties, but I didn't know about hotels and and microphones and meeting rooms and being somewhat politically correct even back then. Yeah. And so I started studying becoming a top level speaker and, and I got good enough where people started begging me to teach them. And this is kind of part of my reinvention thing all along the way is I never, I was just trying to be good at speaking. Mm -hmm. And then people, when you, when you try to be excellent at something, and this is a great thing for your listeners to really think about is when you're excellent at something, other people will notice and ask you to help them with it. And that's when I, I, I was helping so many other speakers, I couldn't get my own work done. So mm. that's when I wrote the Wake Em Up Business Presentation book, which is kind of a classic in the industry, and the Wake Em Up Video Professional Speaking System and all these things to help speakers. And it took me off in that direction. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, when the internet came along, I said, I'm going to really be good at this from, to sell my stuff. And then people started to notice that, and I had to reinvent again because they were begging me to help them learn internet stuff. And now mm-hmm. I've got a school and a mentor program and all that stuff. So it was constant reinvention and being ready for that and not getting stuck in a rut, I think is, is really good for your, for your listeners to, to be ready for because change is constant and uh, uh, you got to be ready to go for the things that present themselves to you. Yeah. So t- take us back to that first dollar online like just trying to 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 get into the head of of where you were at at that moment when you were thinking like i want to go ahead and i want to just sell something online you knew that the internet held promise and and you like you said i mean this was before front page and took Mm -hmm. a year to to upload the cover of the book but what is that is that what you were thinking going in is i'm just going to try to sell a few copies of a of a book or what what was the first product that you sold and then just take us through 
what it felt like when you had that first sale. Yeah, it was uh, it was a wake them up uh, physical uh, book, a soft cover book. That was prior to selling eBooks, which hit around 2001. I started really selling tons of eBooks. Mm-hmm. So it was a, basically a physical soft cover book, and I offered to autograph it for them. And uh, there, I mean, at that time, remember, there was no blogs, there was no social media, no nothing. So it was all dependent on email. And so I did whatever I could to build an email list, which I built up about 150,000 subscribers in those days. Now I'm less than 100,000 now, but, uh, you know, it was a lot of junk in those days. But anybody would sign up for anything in those days. (laughs) So nowadays you got to pay them to sign up. Ain't that the Uh, truth? Yeah. So so, uh, in the shopping cart, it cost me 2,000 bucks for a shopping cart that would barely do anything. Mm. And then it was another $1,100 with a different company to put an affiliate module on it. Hmm. And then when it didn't work six months later, both companies are arguing with each other and blaming each other. And I've got $3,200 right. and can't make a sale online. And, and, and getting a merchant account was crazy in those days mm-hmm. to even be able to collect credit cards when you work out of your home. Mm-hmm. So that was a big deal. And, uh, and then a guy wrote a book on it, and it started to become more mainstream, but it was uh, collecting the money. I'm trying to think of even some of the crazy uh, gateways we had back then to just try to collect any money at all. Yeah. So uh, I mean, so people take a- for granted how, how easy it is now. I mean, you just you talk about building sites, and I think there's a whole argument around whether or not you even need a website at this point. But we'll, you know, we can get into some of that there in a minute. But just take us back then through... After you jump through all these hurdles, you got the site up, you got the book there, you got the payment gateway in place. How did you, I mean, you must have been kind of jumping for joy then when you sold that first book, no? Oh, absolutely. I can remember that vividly. Um, But I also remember my living room stacked full of books. (laughs) I remember. (laughs) There's uh, one. Oh, (laughs) oh, wait a minute. I got to go to the post office today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wait a minute. And so I ended up... uh, uh, getting a neighbor when I was on the road, uh, traveling, uh, I would, uh, forward an order to her and, uh, she just got paid when she went to the post office for me. So mm-hmm. that was my first VA, I guess, technically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and it was, uh, and then I, you know, so I said, well, let me, uh, let me record this. And, and I made the make them laugh audio album, which is my worst product ever. That's still selling after 25 years. Man. I was in a studio and sweating my guts out just reading my book, which is probably the worst thing you could ever do in your mm-hmm. whole life as a product. Mm-hmm. But it was, uh, uh, it's still selling today. Uh, wow. This is called evergreen products. So because the public speaking stuff doesn't change yeah. rapidly like the internet stuff does. So, so I started selling those. And, uh, and uh, you know, so it was 50 bucks a week for a while. And then it was, it was 100 and then 500 and then, you know, 1,000. And ten, I mean, we had $30,000 weeks now. So, so, uh, it, but it evolved. It wasn't any kind of um, overnight success. It mm-hmm. wasn't. And, and you know what? I think I told you when last time we talked. I've never done a launch ever mm-hmm. a on any product launch. Yeah. No. So, it, so how many SKUs do you have right now? Like in terms of products for sale online right now at any one given time? If you're doing, you know, thirty odd k on a on a good week, how many how many SKUs are we talking about? Is it just in? A, is it concentrated in just a handful? Well, no, I probably have available probably about 400. Do you really? But, wow. Uh, yeah, but but see, when you say SKUs, that means it could be a product at, at a different price, same sure. product, different price. Okay. Could be a 
uh, a web uh, or a, you know, I have butt camp, which is my live internet seminars. So that could be different cities worth of that. So, mm-hmm. so, but at any one time, we probably 40 to 60 different products in a week or a couple big ones, uh, mm-hmm. you know, cause I have a mentor program, you know, I have some high ticket stuff. So, um, so, but I, I'm sure that uh, most weeks for the t- entire time I've been here has never been more than 40 different products in a week. Yeah, and and so let's let's step through then for those who are still just kind of thinking about getting into the world of internet marketing and you know Richie, I know this is near and dear to your heart with Richie Commerce and, and all of that, but but Tom, I mean, if somebody's just thinking about getting into the world of internet marketing, internet sales, whatever it is that you want to focus on, whatever it is that you want to call it, how, what do you suggest in terms of how should people get started? If you were starting from scratch today, knowing what you know, but you lost everything, you know, everything just got blown up, whatever, and you had to start over, what, what is the first thing you would do online right now? What would you sell? How would you build it, et cetera? Okay, with, with those parameters that you just outlined, I think the answer will surprise you. Okay. It would be eBay. Really? Yep. Because uh, eBay in my entire life, and I've been a power seller, and, you know, we were doing, I don't know, $7,000 a week for a while on eBay, but mm. it wasn't for the $7,000. It was for lead generation. Really? I mean, one time I sold... I mean, I almost quit doing eBay when I got my two by four to the head where uh, somebody bought my brand new wake em up soft cover book for two bucks and they want me to autograph it. Mm. <laughs> and I'm thinking, man, that's is stupid. Why am I bothering with this? Yeah. And then a week later, that person bought two of my thousand dollar speaker system. Mm. Nobody buys two. He's bought one for himself and one for his kid. And that was my two by four to the head that this is lead generation. Now they've got hundreds of millions of people that are actually spending money. Hmm. And I'm a bargain hunter myself. I buy stuff on eBay all the time. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, an eBay person that buys a discount product is still better than just a off the transit uh, email subscriber that doesn't do anything. So, you Tom, know, so, yeah. that sounds so old school. Yeah. It, totally. And now they have it's those offer up it's and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I love oh, it. offer up. I do. Uh, uh, I buy stuff off of there all the time. I bought uh, probably, uh, let's see, six times $540 stuff yesterday, just yesterday, for $30. Mm. <laughs> so, but I sometimes when I go buy stuff, people have two giant, uh, you know, place, those places that you can rent, you know, a garage uh, storage facility, and uh, some old guy sitting there. And on Saturday, his phone is ringing off the hook, and he's making a full-time living just uh, doing that. And then, but he's doing it for the money. I'm doing it for the lead generation. I don't, I don't want to deal with the products that much. I want that person to start dealing with me to learn all my other stuff. So, so give me an example of how you're doing that. Is it with a hardcover product, like a book or a tape? Yeah, you have to. They used to allow you to sell uh, digital stuff directly. Uh, but they canned that because there was no sig- uh, signature for delivery. So I might have all my old CDs up there, all kinds of, uh, you know, like bundle them together for publicity packages and internet packages. And uh, I mean, some people spend four or five, six hundred bucks uh, for a bunch of old CDs, and uh, you know, you know, they never complain. 
but that person is now in my database, mm-hmm. and then they end up buying my my other stuff. So with the parameters that Steve laid out, it's uh, you know you don't have to have a website or anything. Yeah, you but can, you're missing. And just let me fill in the blanks here for those then who are who are missing an important piece of the puzzle here. So when you talk about it from the standpoint of lead generation, which I totally get, and I I've never done anything on eBay other than buy a few things here and there. So it's a really interesting approach. But there has to be some sort of indoctrination sequence or something that happens then after the lead is secured, what do you do? Like, what happens when somebody comes into Tom Antion's world? Well, then then we would put them into an autoresponder series. Right. So what is that, and, and what does that look like? Well, that would be um, a, uh, depending on, it would be depending on what they bought. See, so if they bought a publicity thing, I might put them into a publicity sequence. If they... Yeah, because I have a wide range of uh, on entrepreneurship, internet, public speaking. If they bought a public speaking product, I'd send it, put them in a series, top ten ways to make money speaking. I mean, that's that's brought in hundreds of thousands so, of people. Here, over so, the so, so step us through that then, because a lot of people feel overwhelmed in terms of creating this this indoctrination type sequence or offering or path or whatever it is that you want to call it here. Step us through exactly how much work it takes then to build something. Are we talking like just like ten emails? Does it take you a week to do this? Is it fifty emails? It takes you a month. Like, what specifically happens? How long would it take somebody to set it up? And I just we got to make this a little more like step by step instructional so people can understand how to do it. So you have to have a proper tool. And nowadays, the tools are dime a dozen for this. I mean, you, uh, and what we're talking about is called a sequential autoresponder. The old days, all we had was one autoresponder. Now, it's uh, sequential means that it follows up uh, you, the first message, the second, the third, and fourth, and so forth. Now, in the old days, it would have taken me longer to do this because you could get away with longer emails. Mm-hmm. But today... Uh, the, the longer your email is, the more chance it's going to get snagged in an ever-tightening spam filter. So today, I could write a 10-email sequence, uh, you know, being pretty good at copywriting, in probably less than an hour, uh, maybe not even that long, because so, they're well, going to be it, very short. What does it say? So, like, what's the first oh. thing? So, like, like again, eBay, mm-hmm. you're sure. selling. Obviously, you said something physical. So somebody's buying a, a CD on how to be a better speaker, and then what there happens? There you go. And then... So then I, they, they get an email from me that says, hey, I hope you, uh, you're really enjoying that, uh, the CD you got off of eBay on um, how to be funny. And so guess what? Uh, people expect entertainment value now, and you will get super high evaluations. And if you want to get paid to speak, it's a must that you must be funny. And uh, tomorrow I'm going to send you an email on um, how to use cartoons in your uh, things without telling jokes. But now, if you're really serious, click here, and I've got a whole uh, six-CD series on this on how to be funny, stuff that I've used all around the world. Check it out. That and, would be and the that's first just, email. And it takes them to uh, a, a sales, sales page, page okay. for that product, and then they either buy it or they don't. But if, mm. if they don't, you know, the next day they get good information, how to use cartoons. They're the best for international speaking because they're visual. Don't get copyright infringement and are blah, you, blah 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 and is that then are you doing that through a shopping cart and or a crm or like how are you processing those sales 
the sales are, are through, you know, I uh, full disclosure here, I've been one of the top resellers for one shopping cart for like a million years. Okay. So, so it's all combined. And I highly suggest whatever system you use, you, your, your autoresponders, your broadcast email, and your shopping cart are combined. Because in the old days, before this stuff was invented, I had a buyer's list and email list. And then if I did a broadcast, I'm dupli- to both lists, I'm duplicating, and I have mm-hmm. to dedupe, and now I'm, it's just a big hassle. So it's much better nowadays if you can combine them. My, my private label is Kickstart Cart. But, you know, there's lots of systems out there. But, I, I, you know, and AWeber is a great autoresponder system, and Constant Contact. But the problem is, is they're not directly tied to your shopping cart, so now you're going to end up with multiple lists again and have duplicates going out and making people mad. So, mm-hmm. so having it combined is, is the best practice, but basically you're telling them that you're given good information in an autoresponder series. And then you're off, you're always offering them something to buy. As long as the value is there with, that they expected for free, then, uh, they don't mind if you put a little blurb, Hey, if you're really serious, check out my, my six CD set on, uh, make them laugh. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about that as long as you gave them the good stuff. And then I just take different facets of, of using humor and put them in the autoresponder series and the same thing over and over again, rinse and repeat. So, Tom, with the CDs, is that kind of a loss leader? Well, uh, yeah, on the eBay because we hardly sell any CDs anymore uh, directly. That's only on eBay. They're available, but nobody buys them anymore. That's all digital and, you know, they, they want the uh, MP3 files and we sell those. Uh, but the, uh, you have to do the physical thing on eBay and, uh, and I'm just saying that's just one little sliver because yeah. of the parameters. Steve said, if I had nothing, then I had to start over. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to actually ask that. How much do you believe in the process itself? Because I was, I didn't want to be like devil's advocate, but I'm going to play no, it for a please, minute. Please. He, he, he said you'd started with nothing. Well, you're obviously not starting with nothing if you have books and tapes and courses and all these things oh, you can oh, sell, uh, right? Okay, so I was just right. sitting back okay, over well, here. <laughs> so in that, in that case, uh, I, uh, you know, everybody's still got a computer, okay? And they've got a word processor. So I would make an ebook uh, for free with Microsoft Word, converted to PDF, and then I would uh, burn it on a CD, and there's my product for nothing, pretty much. So, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, and, and there's plenty of that going on on eBay where it's an ebook on CD because they don't allow digital delivery anymore. So, mm-hmm. so that's how you could do it for absolutely no money as long as you had a computer. And if, have you gotten into the affiliate space much? Because, oh, we make a fortune on affiliate Yeah, because yeah, it seems like that really out of all the places is one of the best for people to start. And uh, I'm, you've been doing it much longer. So I'm, it's really kind of a question and a statement at the same well, time. It, it is true to a point, but the problem is, is that you still have to have an influence over a group unless you're doing what they call arbitrage, mm-hmm. which yeah. means, and you have very thin margins when you're arbitrage for those that don't know would be you pay for an ad to drive somebody to an affiliate thing. And, you, you know, you're, you got very thin margins because you only get part of the sale money and then part of that money has to be uh, spent on advertising. So yes, it sounds good on the surface that, uh, but if you have no influence on a group, your, your margins are very thin. So it's better to build an influence in a group and then start getting all the affiliate money. That would be a little bit, uh, 
make a little bit more sense. Yeah, so like a hybrid, and I'll just use this as an example. Mm-hmm. You go to eBay, and say you have a good relationship with a high-end manufacturer guitar or something like that. And you go to eBay, and you sell picks, guitar picks, for less than anybody else. And now you're getting that list, and now, but you talk to the guitar guy, and, and the guitar guy said, I'll give you $2 for every people on that list. And you just go, okay, well... If I'm getting paid for the picks and I'm also getting paid $2 for every person, like now you're starting. And you're probably getting paid if you sell a guitar for And you, you'll get a kickback of the guitar again. So I, I, I love what you're saying. I literally, when I saw I was like, oh, man, the hardest thing for me is to I'll probably like try to stay off the mic because I could talk to myself the whole darn time. <laughs> well, sorry. Is, e-commerce is what, is what I love. And I was one of the first people selling eBay, too. Never went super power seller, but I remember when PayPal was X and when they used to pay us money to get other right. people to get on it. <laughs> right, right. But um, uh, but it, one thing that uh, that I heard you say there is you got to be very careful of taking that $2 for the subscriber because you have to be careful in your terms of service when somebody signed up what mm, you promised them. See, right. Because they could say, look, I didn't give any permission to this guitar company, and then, then they get... Uh, trouble for spamming and then they hate you and sue you so mm-hmm. so uh, i would just go for the affiliate commission which is way bigger anyway than right. just a little bit for the subscriber which uh is not going to recognize the guitar company uh spamming them so you know or, so, uh, or if you were the guitar company itself they should be selling the picks to your point for me oh absolutely yeah mm-hmm. that's lead generation again that's exactly what i would i'm doing it with my field but they would be doing was something related to what their big uh, product is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let, let's do this. I want to talk about internet marketing today, right? In terms of mm-hmm. what it is. I mean, it's obviously evolved in in, in measurable ways. I mean, you just just from shopping carts alone, like you said, and then the discussion whether or not you need a website or if you just need a, a funnel or something of that nature. So let me just get your take on the future of, of Internet marketing. Like if you had a, a crystal ball as you look out towards the next few years, where, where do you see Internet marketing and the sale of products online or whatever products, program services online? Where, where do you see things going? Well, uh, you know, for all these years, me and everybody like me has made the bulk of their money with email. Uh, there's pretty much no exceptions to that. Every major player is uh, email is where the money comes in. No matter what social media they have, all this other stuff, the money has been from email. Mm-hmm. However, uh, you know, open rates are down, uh, delivery rates. See, instead of a company uh, really checking if you, you're sending spam, they just tighten the screws so they don't have to buy more servers. That's kind of how AOL works and Yahoo uh, and so less of your emails are getting through. So uh, other ways to contact people are uh, important to start. So we have started messenger marketing uh, with chatbots. Uh, mm-hmm. My, my chatbot's called Screwy, uh, you know, <laughs> my little guy that matches my Screw the Commute stuff. Nice. And, uh, and so the delivery rates are ungodly high there currently, mm-hmm. and the open rates are ungodly. We've never seen these in email ever. All right, and you just start right off the bat in that. Then we also are doing some uh, ringless voicemail. Now, there is some scuttlebutt in the legislature that they might ban that eventually, but it's working great if, you're, if you don't abuse it. So that means that I can send you a voicemail, but it doesn't ring your phone. So hmm. it doesn't interrupt yeah. you. 
It's it's and, amazing when it's done right. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Basically, yeah, because, forced voicemail. It goes straight yeah, to voicemail. It, exactly, and but I will not do it unless they know me. So I only do it to my customer and uh, hmm. you know uh, prospect list because you know people will start complaining massively if you just abuse it and try to buy uh, uh, phone lists and uh, they never heard of you and they get sick of this. And they Is there a particular vendor you like for the ring list? I use uh, sly broadcast. It seemed to be from the, uh, uh, you know, r- very inexpensive and, uh, it, it was, it worked perfectly. Is I that just sly recorded. like S L Y? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sly broadcast. Interesting. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's how much you use. So there's no contracts. So that's nice. So hmm. it, it depends on how many numbers and, uh, uh, I just do 30, I think, I can't remember if there's a maximum message link, but you don't want to make a you know long message anyway. 30 seconds is good. I record it on my podcast system, so it's really high quality, so mm-hmm. it sounds really good when it hits, and it's been, it was beautiful. I mean, I got so many good comments. Say, hey, Tom, I heard, uh, you know, you, you called me. I mean, some people actually thought it was, <laughs> it was me you, personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, especially because <laughs> you can do it, you're, I mean. Smart. You've been doing this for a while, but you literally set up the podcast kind of like how some people, when they go live on Facebook Live and they start out by saying, welcome replay viewers, because no one's logged on yet. Mm-hmm. You just right. you just start out and go, hey, sorry I missed you, right? Because you know you're going to miss them, yeah. right? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and like on those, on those webinar replays, yeah, I will never lie. Uh, that it's pretend it's live, but mm-hmm. still, if they have the feel that it's live and get all excited, well, that's great. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. but anyway, so ringless voicemail is uh, another method. Uh, now, I didn't have great luck with text messaging because it was interruptive, and I mm-hmm. got people mad at me because they were jump trying to jump on a plane, and they got text. So, mm-hmm. so I quit doing that. But the ringless voicemail and the messenger bots are the things that I'm concentrating now to reach more people and. I'm starting uh, uh, probably, I don't know, maybe five different Roku TV channels. Really? I don't know if you ever heard of that before, but mm-hmm. uh, but uh, regular people can start, and they're getting, uh, you know, before you had to have a geek really figure it out for you, but there's some guy made a, a shell that makes it easier for a normal person to, to upload and to start a channel. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're actively gathering all my stuff. I mean, I got over probably couple thousand videos that would make sense for that and in entrepreneurship uh, protection dogs is another company i have Hmm. uh, and uh internet marketing and i got loads and loads of stuff on public speaking so i'll have uh, channels that and then that's a passive thing once i load it up there it's all revenue based and you know they and still it's a a way that people can say oh i'm going to check this guy out and come over to my website too Mm -hmm. so they can't click directly but uh you can make uh, very easy to respond to links that they can type in. And they're probably sitting at their computer watching TV anyway, and they could type it right in. So that's uh, those are three three channels that I'm putting heavy emphasis on this year. Yeah, I got a quick question for you sure. with, with the uh, chat bots. I believe in everything that comes down to conversational commerce, whether it's mm-hmm. podcasting, Alexa, all that, Google, all that stuff. And... Um, chatbots specifically, why I think they're winning right now is it's still text messaging. It's just in a different app, so they don't take it that way. You know what I mean? It's You're not too st- personal well, it's, it, like it, your phone. They're still on the, no, it's still on the phone. Yeah, but yeah, if you, then it implies if you do it for a text, that it's like, 
how'd you get my phone number? And well, that's what I'm saying. You're getting the same results. Exactly. You're just, they're more. just not feeling it that way. So yeah. Yeah. my question, are you using that the same way? Are you using it top of the funnel, bottom of the funnel? Where are you using Messenger and seeing the best results? And which chatbot? Yeah, I'm using many chat, and then we just created our own little character. But uh, to me, it's uh, it's an all. Uh, it, I guess you'd call it top of the funnel because it's uh, it's kind of re- an addition to my email. I might do an email blast telling you I got a webinar tomorrow night, but then I'll do a a, a, a also do a messenger blast because if uh, and here's a, here's some things I don't know if you knew about messenger. But you can't do a promotional email, or excuse me, a message to people that haven't interacted with your bot with uh, more than 24 hours ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. all I do is I say, uh, well, if it's a free thing, yes, you can. So that's uh, that's no problem. But you can't send them to a sales letter. But even if you wanted to send them to a sales letter, all you would do is you would say, uh, hey, everybody, do you think, well, I think I did this uh, a couple weeks ago. Hey everybody, do you think I should do a Cyber Monday sale? Yes or no? Right. <laughs> and as soon as they click yes, now you can blast them. Now you got them. Now you got them. Because you know, I, I actually uh, took it a little bit further. I said, "Well, what do you think I should put on sale?" And I put entrepreneur stuff, and and I, I gave them so stuff that only if they're interested in public speaking stuff, I don't want them to see my other stuff. You know, you, that's another thing. You, the more specific, specific sales general doesn't. So if they're interested in public speaking, I'm going to send them down a channel. So they click public speaking button. It takes them to the public speaking part of my resources. Okay? So uh, both free and paid. So, uh, so it's really nice rather than just putting a sale in front of them that they might not be interested in. So mm-hmm. I took it a separate step and had them click another link and then sold them something. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was just beautiful. And the open rates and click-through rates were just, like I said, un, unbelievable by any standard that we're used to. So l- let me ask you this. A lot of people think that they understand the world of Internet marketing now. A lot of companies have been doing it for a number of years already in terms of having a website, selling products, program services, et cetera. What are two or three, mm, let's just call them ninja-like tactics, if you will, that you implement that you see the average Joe or Jane missing out on doing when it comes to internet marketing? Okay. Yeah. So some of them, uh, Steve, are just right in front of your face. I mean, if you go to screwthecommute.com or antion.com, there's a little thing on the side that says, leave me a voicemail. And it's a free thing called speak pipe. Mm-hmm. Speak and then P-I-P-E. Mm-hmm. And they can click right there, leave me a voicemail. It comes right to my um, cell phone mm-hmm. or my email. And then I can listen to it and I can just hit back and it says, can we use your microphone? Yeah, yeah. And then and I leave them a voicemail back. I mean, so that's right in front of people for free. Yeah. And it just makes it so fast because if they if I delay them, see, I'm, I'm a killer on on uh, massive speed of response to people where, speed, yeah. you know, yep. uh, because they're just too easy for them to go to somebody else and buy something. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to get back to them immediately. So that's something for free. People could use like right away. No, no trouble. That, that's, so that's, I love that one. I'll be real fast. Cause th- I just mm-hmm. want to give some feedback on that too. I think that one is 
hyper underutilized in the world of podcasting because yes. they could talk about engaging your audience. Like they can call in, ask a question, and you could use that voicemail on the podcast. You can then record. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Like, Kicks out yeah. the file. Yeah, Kelly, make note of that one. It's um, kind of like Anchor, though. You can do the same thing. Yeah, Apple oranges. Yeah, yeah. Different. little little different. But I mean, you can, but it's different. So what else here? Because I know we're going to run okay. out of time at some point, and you've got yeah, a, just a library of info. So yeah. what else? Ninja, <laughs> yeah. n- n- Tom's Ninja Tactics. That'll be your new podcast. Well, uh, I would say probably the best bargain uh, for advertising are in-stream ads on YouTube. In-stream ads on YouTube. Okay. This is the one where you can click skip. Mm-hmm. Pre-roll. Because, yeah, yeah, uh, true, yeah because... True view, yeah, they change the name on me all the time. So, but they're basically in stream, and uh, the beauty of this is, well, I mean, I have a clueless, totally clueless student that promotes something. She's getting two cent views, okay, consistently on this mm-hmm. for her product. So, what does that and sound like? So, like you're watching a video, and then all of a sudden, a video of Tom pops up. Well, no, it's, it's not it's all break. of a sudden. It's before. It's 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 it starts oh, it's before, before the video. Yeah, the video starts, and you can click skip. You've seen those. And yeah, if, sure. you keep, if they hit skip, I'm sure Tom knows this. I'm just looking at Steve now. If they hit skip, you just got that branding, and you don't pay a dime. You just yeah. Got that if branding, you don't pay if a they dime. click skip before thirty oh. seconds, oh. so there's no yeah yeah oh oh. <laughs> so there's no reason to make a video less than thirty seconds because if if it's twenty seconds and they watch the whole thing, you pay. But if it's uh, more than 30 seconds and they click the skip button, so a typical script for me would be, yeah. hey, you want to speak in front of big audiences? Well, hey, if you don't, click skip now. You're wasting your time here. Wow. But if yeah. you do, see, I and that. I want them to click. See, uh, the whole thing You're about You're trying to polarize them in the first five seconds. Exactly. Uh, the, the whole reason, I mean, I've teach, taught this for years, is that any kind of pay-per-click, I'm trying to get you not to click. That's in my mind. I do not want you to click. Mm-hmm. And if you finally click, you're a damn good prospect. <laughs> so, so do you uh, get so do you just and just so I'm clear, I assume that there's some sort of link on that ad or something of that nature that then people could go to your page. Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a paid ad, and they click uh, on the usually lower left on those, uh, or they could click. Uh, you could click to the longer video, but but the whole point is is that they're super cheap. And you can brand like crazy because, I mean, most people tell you, you know, you have to have multiple uh, contacts with people to get uh, the sale. Mm -hmm. And so you can have tons of branding for free for this. And then when they do click, it was only two. I mean, the most I've paid lately, I think, is four cents. So wait, so do you go do you go directly to YouTube and just send them a video and then they place the ad? So no, you're, it's, it's part of your Google ads account. It used Google to be ads. called AdWords, but it's no longer. It's Google ads. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, there's a video section is where you place, uh, place all these. Yeah. But uh, it's good to learn a little bit about it because you can mess up easily. But uh, if you can get that down, you can have enormous branding uh, for penny. I mean, you haven't seen those kind of clicks for sure. 15 years. And before, before you get to your next tactic, ninja tactic, one little extra tip there, Steve, or not tip, but thing mm-hmm. you can do with that is you can target a specific video that that yep. pre-roll will go in front of. Like you could take your number one competitor and only advertise in front of that video only. Really? Yeah, as long as they, uh, and they, they as long as they don't have their you know people. They have to have monetization turned on. Turned on, um, right? Yeah. Wow, that. that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So there's uh, that's yeah. There's this just crazy. So it, so email marketing is I mean is that completely dead? Should we stay away from that? Or no, we, no, no, absolutely not. Everybody, like I said, at my level is, is that's where the biggest money is. 
but I'm just warning everybody to start looking at alternatives to back it up because, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's getting worse. Mm-hmm. You know? And then I, I haven't said that for a hundred ever. So but, uh, now I'm starting to see that. So do, do you have one more tactic? And then I got a, I got another, uh, another quick question here for you. Yeah. About one so, more. yeah. so an, another tactic is a lot of people, when I say, yeah, you could write a book and, uh, that's where I start people writing ebook. No, I can't write a book. Well, I was sitting next to a guy on, um, a, uh, an airplane, uh, first class, the guy's in his forties and he's got a bunch of go-kart magazines in the seat pocket. And I said, what's all the go-kart stuff? Oh man, uh, me and my kids race them. And I said, well, how much do they cost? Oh, you can't get a piece of junk for like 10 grand. I'm saying 10 grand for a go-kart. He wow. says, yeah, ours are 30 grand. Whoa. And so I said, uh, so I'm, I'm going home and I'm thinking, well, if I wanted to write a book on uh, how to buy your first racing go-kart, I would go to a discussion board or forum. You know, that's they have every topic on earth has a discussion board. I would look at the senior members and the people that made the most posts, and I'd say, Hey, can I interview you? I'm writing a book on how to buy a go kart. <laughs> so you'd get all the information for nothing. You would be the publisher, they wouldn't get any royalties, and they would kill themselves to help you promote the book. Oh my God. So you can write a book on any topic legitimately because I don't put on any crap ever. Yeah. But uh, this way, it's. It's uh, it's a way to put a thing together. You have no royalties to them, and they'll kill themselves to promote it for you. So you ninja, have, ninja, ninja. So you could have five <laughs> five thousand different funnels going on at any one time, and yep. just keep on so topics it, that uh, it's best to stay in one because yeah. uh, you build up a database. It's easier to sell over and over again. But yeah. uh, you can go all over the place with with this. So obviously, have, focus is is key because there's so many different things you can do, but what should you do and what do you really want to do? I yeah, guess the question When you're at my place, I mean, I have a protection dog site. I've got a, a site called Fatso Tennis. Mm. I have the dubious distinction of being the largest person ever to produce and star in a tennis training video. <laughs> <laughs> let me, um, so let me ask you this and we've unfortunately yeah. only got about four minutes left here. Um, okay. so let's talk about website versus just a funnel, right? Like there's a lot mm-hmm. of talk out there. Like you don't even need to have a, a traditional website anymore. And frankly, you know, most people don't buy off of just a website unless it's like an Amazon or something like that. Like if you're steveolsher.com and you've got a product on there, I mean, you know, most people don't buy from it. Like, I'm just trying to get a sense of like, do we even need websites anymore? Well, I think they're a good thing to have because they're a repository where you can send people and build credibility in certain industries for sure. Uh, you know, if somebody's checking you out as a professional speaker, which I, you know, I train professional speakers, they're mm-hmm. going to check out your website, you mm-hmm. know, and it's a, can be a lot of money mm-hmm. on the line there. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, you do. But you do not. Absolutely. I, I identified, I think, 31 different ways to make money with no website. One of them, I have a private Facebook group called Screw the Commute. You want to talk to me? 37 bucks a month or 297 a year. And I'll give you feedback and everybody else chips in. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's a great thing with no website. I mean, look, you got Etsy, you know, where uh, uh, people that make products can uh, sell there. Mm-hmm. You got the Zazzle and Cafe Press where you can just upload a graphic and have a million products at your disposal and get a 17% royalty. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I do is uh, make uh, Camtasia videos of uh, affiliate products. And so I show you how to do the stuff, but you can't do it unless you buy the product. Mm-hmm. And so I get an affiliate commission right off of YouTube. Mm. So yeah, there's plenty of ways to do without, but should you have one? It depends. Yeah. And, uh, uh, 
but it's certainly cheap to do nowadays. I mean, we can make world-class websites for less than a hundred bucks now with WordPress and a responsive theme. So mm -hmm. there's no reason not to have one uh, if you need it. Mm -hmm. And is that is that part of your core offering, or is I, mean, I know we talked. It's just such a funny name, Buck Camp, and you know you've got your yeah, but, yeah. and I know you've got your compound where you teach. Mm -hmm. That's a, probably a bad word to say, compound, especially <laughs> since it's in yeah. the. Especially since it's in My the Appalachians, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, so in the last couple of minutes here, talk about how people can get more information about you and where's a good folks, you know, good place for folks to start if they want to jump into the world of Tom Antion. Yeah, well, great. Uh, yeah, I've kind of consulted everything since I started the podcast at ScrewTheCommute.com. And you got free webinars there. You got a, a resource section that lists um, most of my products and free. I have tons of free webinars that are very, I mean, one thing, if you deal with me, you're going to learn something, whether you buy anything or not. And that's mm -hmm. uh, the, 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 I suggest everybody out there act like that and you'll do a lot better in the world. Mm -hmm. um, so screwthecommute.com is perfect. Please sign up for the, uh, you know, give us the review and all that stuff. But I bow down to you because you've been doing this a lot longer than me, the podcasting world, because I used to poo-poo it because nobody was making any money. But yeah. That's all changed nowadays. And, well, no, it and, really uh, hasn't changed. That hasn't changed at all. You, you don't make money from a podcast. You make money no, from the business of podcasts. That's a whole at, other discussion. Uh, yeah. your, uh, what's that uh, summit you got coming up? Yeah, that or would be the, the, uh, the new media summit. You should be mm -hmm. there, Tom. You, Tom, you should totally be there. You would, you would love it. Be an, be an icon of influence at our one in September. We'd love to have you well, there. Well, uh, let's, let's talk about it. Yeah, I could... Uh, I could. Uh, I, I know that it's going to be great, and I've heard that how great it is with all those uh, uh, with podcasters there, and the guarantee and people will get interviews. That is freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People absolutely. People leave with bookings in hand. So we'll, we'll have to yeah. uh, we'll get Kelly to sure. chat with you about being an icon of influence uh, at the at the September New Media Summit. We'd love to have you there. But um, all right, sweet. So people can go to Antion, A-N-T-I-O-N.com or ScrewTheCommute.com. One of those is going to get them in the right place. There you go. Yeah, awesome. All right, any last words here as we close out uh, around Internet yeah, marketing? Just, just yeah, just since we haven't heard from Mary a lot, just folks out there, follow your gut. Mm. Oh, Tom, <laughs> listen to you. Yeah. <laughs> My gut is so big, I keep it in front of me. So I can <laughs> you keep, you it. always have to follow it. <laughs> and I can't that's help why it. you make great decisions. Right. There you go. All right, my friend. We will talk to you really, really soon. Hope to have you as an icon of influence at the next New Media Summit. And uh, as always, great chatting with you, Tom. All right. Well, obviously covering a lot of wealth ground of there. Yeah, wealth of knowledge. And as I said, Tom is one of the first people that um, that I really was just like, wow, about uh, in terms of hearing him speak about the subject of Internet marketing. And he really pulled all that together. So you can get a wealth of knowledge uh, at screwthecommute.com. And, and I will say this, which is, you know, I'm not of the mindset that you absolutely positively need to have a website at this juncture. I think you can get away with having something very simple and build a funnel with a shopping cart and start selling some things really, really quickly. I'm a big fan of ClickFunnels. It works for us. We use it quite a bit. If you go to reinventionradio.com slash ClickFunnels, you'll get the absolute best deal that's available there for you. Reinventionradio.com slash ClickFunnels. And for Richie Ote and Mary Goulet and White Wade holding it down the studio and Kelly holding it down at headquarters, we'll talk to you next time here on Reinvention Radio. Take care. You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit ReinventionRadio.com. Attention coaches, authors, speakers, and business owners. Please pay close attention to what I'm about to say if you want to secure massive visibility fast and generate thousands of highly qualified leads 
without spending a dime on advertising or marketing. The easiest way to make this happen is to appear as a guest on the world's most popular podcast. We recently came across an awesome resource that provides detailed contact information for 240 new media influencers who are looking for guests just like you. It's called the Ultimate Directory, and for a limited time, you can get the preview edition of the directory absolutely free. That's right, for free. It's time for you to get the visibility you and your business deserve and connect with the world's leading icons of influence who can make you famous with the push of a button. Get your free preview edition of the Ultimate Directory right now at www.myultimatedirectory.com. That's myultimatedirectory.com.